Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Dr. Alicia. We're laying against our pillows in downtown Chicago. How you doing today, babe? I'm good. I'm a little groggy this morning. Groggy. I was I was kicking uh, it last night. Just <laughs> kick great, it. I had such a great time with your sister. Oh, we had fun. We, was, we, we were living it up. You didn't go with us. Yeah, I had to work, but y'all were y'all were out there partying. We was partying on the yacht last night. It, it was, was so great. It was a yacht, but it was like kind of a tiny boat, though. It wasn't really big. It's a yacht, though. Did you? It was a, a small boat? yacht, but it was it was. Yeah, you jumped in the lake. I jumped in the Lake Michigan twice. That kind of worried me a little bit. Did it worry you? Yeah. I'm you think it. I was going to be taken away by the undertow? Oh, the lakes are deep. I never really. We never talk about swimming. I want to make sure you get swim okay. I'm a good swimmer. Okay. Well, My brother was a lifeguard. He was. Yeah, he said, just go with the current. Go with mm. the flow. Okay. Like life. Nice. You got to go with the flow in life sometimes. All right. Well, speaking of going with the flow. If you fight it, you'll drown. Sometimes if you fight things, you're not going to make it. Amen. Go with the flow. <laughs> well, speaking of going with the flow, I want to ask everybody, can you hear us? Let us know if you can hear us. Give us a yes if you can hear us. Uh, Pillow Talk is a podcast where, where me and my wife, uh, we're both professors. I'm a finance professor. My wife's a professor of social work. Uh, we uh, have conversations about interesting things happening in the black community and try to bring some interesting insights. Uh, we like to have intelligent conversations, but also fun conversations. We also believe in black love and black family and things like that. So um, uh, welcome uh, also uh, we're part of the B1 community, so if you are B1, uh, let us know. B1 means black first. That means we put our community at the top of our priority list. So I want to say good morning to Terry Cobb, Atlanta's Black Wall Street, Gregory Bowers, Lewis Hayes. Uh, let's see, AJ can hear. Thank you, AJ. I appreciate you. Angela Alston, Alvin Colkett. Alvin, my brother. Uh, Marty Davenport, Surrender, Surrender. Uh, who else do I see? Wanda McGee, Michael Johnson. All right, so Jamie Foxx. Let's, let's jump into Jamie Foxx and Dr. Bingham. Dr. Bingham's out of Phoenix. I see Dr. Bingham a lot. Dr. Bingham. My man. You uh, get yeah. regular people here. Yeah, well. Wait, yeah. Are they are they just when when me and you are up, or do are they regular just when you're by yourself? Oh, I see Dr. Bingham all the time. Okay, all right. That's interesting. This is smart, brother. Tell what, what tell tell everybody what kind of doctor you are, Doctor Bingham, so they can maybe if y'all should go follow him because I see the brother all the time. And, and uh, anyway, let's let's get into the topic. So, let's no, see. let's digress some more and never make it to the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gonna write in there. They really start talking about it. rambling. Lord, he's a Doctor Bingham's a dentist. Yes, you got to post that dental video where the dentists are rapping. It is so beautiful. I think that's such a wonderful well, way to teach. One's a dentist, one was a cardiologist. Oh, oh, even better. We need to see more of this. We need to take back our rap. Wait, what you doing? We need well, to take back our rap. Well, we our rap see. genre. Rapping doctors. Voice, let's do a rap video. No, we're too old. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have my people get. But back I thought that was that. such a great idea. Did you post it on your Instagram? No, I did not. I think you should post it because it's educational. Okay, we'll go take a look. They were teaching the public about dental health and heart health. It is related to each other. They were, they were doing that, and I just think that's beautiful. Yeah, they were doing that. I, I'm, I gotta, I gotta process what I saw. Yeah. Anyway, let me get back to it. All right. It. Let's get back so to now it. we still right, digress. So, so okay. The, right the, now we're gonna talk about the topic. Yes. By the way, everybody, do us <laughs> do us a favor. Please hit the thumb hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up. Make sure you share. Uh, hit that notification bell. You have to do that because I think my channel is officially shadow banned. I don't know how you can have hundreds of thousands of subscribers and they only notify a couple hundred people when you go live. So if you hit the notification bell, that way uh, you'll know when we go live. All right. So let's let's hop into this. So we saw Jamie Fox. Uh, he made a public statement for the first time since he uh, had his uh, incident, whatever that may be. No, I, I don't know if anybody's ever going to know. And uh, we were happy to see that, you know, he looks like he's coming back. And what we're going to do is we're going to share uh, Jamie's statement with you all. And we'd like for you all in one word to describe maybe th three words or less. How about that? Three words or less describe what you think about this uh, this video and uh, and then uh, Dr. Leisha, I'm, I'd like to ask you as a therapist what you're seeing and uh, and then I'll give my two cents. So here's the video. Let me see. Let me play it. Hit the button now. 
First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that's prayed, man, and sent me messages. I cannot even begin to tell you um, how, how far it took me and how, how it brought me back. Um, uh, I went through something that I, I thought I would never, ever go through. Uh, and I know a lot of people were waiting, you know, or wanting to hear updates. But to be honest with you, I just didn't want you to see me like that, man. You know, I want you to see me laughing, having a good time, partying, cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show. I didn't want you to see me with, uh, with tubes, um, running out of me and, and trying to figure out, uh, if, if I was going to make it through. And to be honest with you, my, uh, my sister Deidre Dixon, my daughter Corinne Marie, saved my life. So uh, to them, to God, to a lot of great medical people, uh, I'm able to leave you this uh, video. I cannot tell you how great it feels to have your family kick in in such a way. And, and y'all know they kept it airtight. They didn't let nothing out. They protected me. And that's what I hope that everyone could have in moments like these. Uh, now, you know, by being quiet, Sometimes things, you know, get out of hand. People saying what I got. Some people said I was, I was blind. But as you can see, uh, as you can see, the eyes are working. The eyes are working just fine. Uh, said I was paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed. Uh, but I did go through. I went to hell and back. And my road to recovery uh, had some potholes as well. But um, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm coming back. And uh, I'm able to work, so I want to thank uh, uh, the people that let me work. Um, and I just want to like say uh, I, that I that I, I love everybody, and I love all of the love that I got. And man, you know, I know they talk about people crying on videos. You know, you could do take two, but I'm not gonna do a take two. This is, it is what it is. And if you see me out. Uh, from now on and every once in a while I just burst into tears is because um, it's been tough man I was sick man but now I got my legs out, uh, under me so you're going to see me out uh, but like I said I just want you to remember me for uh, the jokes that I crack uh, the, the movies that I make some of them good some of them ain't I think I got a good one out uh, and the songs that I sing man and then you know, some people were talking about I'm a clone. Well, check this out. Just kidding. Uh, not clone, man, but I'm here on earth because of some great people. I'm here on earth because of God, man. So I love all y'all. Uh, I just wanted to jump on here and let you know that uh, I'm on my way back in love. All right, all right. So um, he says he's on his way back. I believe him. Uh, what What do y'all think? Uh, give Give us some comments in the and, chat. Let us know what you thought about that. Go and ahead. you know, when you go through something terrible like that, you're on the way back that you're different. How can you mm. be the same? How can you be the same pre-stroke Jamie Foxx than you are after your total recovery? Mm. You're not going to ever be the same. And you shouldn't be. How do you know you had a stroke, though? Well, isn't that what he said? He said, that he, said been, he, he said I've been to hell and back but he didn't say it's true he didn't say it okay but this is the thing just like when you have a near death experience with sounds like that's what he's saying you, you're always going to be different you're going to see who your real friends are the real people who love you that's when it's going to find it's not when you're up winning Oscars and awards and making movies and making all that money that's not when you're going to know your real friends. You know your real friends when you're down and low. When you're down mm. and out, that's when you're going to know who really loves you and who really cares for you. People who are going to be there for you when you need them the most. Mm. That is the most eye-opening experience. And what a treat that, because he could have been gone and, gone and out. Could have been for real out. But to mm. come back and to be stronger and better and more centered... I am interested to follow him and to see where he goes with this. Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
By the way, if you just came in, uh, you're listening to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and we're talking today about Jamie Foxx and his road to recovery. And uh, Jamie released a video. We shared that video earlier. uh, And, uh, you know, I wanted to hear from my wife, who's a therapist, just uh, if she saw anything that maybe other people didn't see. And uh, also, by the way, uh, Alicia does see clients on an individual and uh, collective basis, families, things like that. If you're interested, then please go to coachingwithdralicia.com. You can see what kind of work she does. Uh, the URLs on the screen. And uh, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and my my doctorate's in finance. And so, I'm going to give my two cents in a minute, but I want to hear what everyone else thinks. Um, so, okay, so he said he went to hell and back. Yeah. So that that right there tells you it seems that he. He really went through something. Um, you know, any other insights you had when you were He needs his, I, I liked it. He needed his privacy. I mean, just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean everything has to be recorded and and monitored and looked at. He didn't want to have, he didn't want to be seen out there with tubes coming out of his face. Like, he didn't want all of that. He wanted to be seen, you know, with, in the public, how he wanted it to be seen. I think that's so important. I like. I really do. I like that. Uh, and I think the problem is that when when you cut yourself off from the public, people start coming up with conspiracy theories, like he was cloned and all of these other things that we've he, heard. He exposed Diddy and he, Oprah. Oh God, I've heard that one. And Usher, somehow Usher got involved in the whole thing. Let's not, let's it seems not like even, Usher gets involved in everything. I'm, I'm going to officially ban the use of the words Diddy and Usher in Wait, the same. I can't usher you in the conversation. No, we, we cannot. We cannot <laughs> usher. We can't use no puns. And sing a Diddy. Yeah, but no. But seriously though, I don't. I have nothing to say about that. But but you know, just <laughs> in all seriousness though, you know, I, I yeah, you know, it's interesting. I I I, I see it partly as a black man, right? And, and it related to a bigger conversation we were having even before Kevin Samuels passed. Um, one of the things that I'd mentioned to if you notice when he t- spoke in the video, he said, I want to thank my daughter and my my mother. And he sister. He, sister, sorry, mm-hmm. daughter and sister. Uh, he didn't say my wife, right? And and I'm not saying Jamie should get married or anything like that, or should have got married. But I think that what is interesting to me, worthy of consideration, I'm not saying this is the right answer. I don't know what it is, what the right answer is. But I, you know, when people ask me, they say, well, why did you get married? You know, when you when you're famous and you can have lots of girlfriends and live a certain kind of lifestyle, I said because I'm not 25 anymore. I'm not you know, 28, I'm not 31. And I wanted to, I thought about that. Like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons I loved you. And and we had our conspiracy theories. We had people believing that you just married me. I forced you into it and you really didn't want to do it because clearly your body language at the proposal shows that you were not interested in being married to me, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, But, you know, it's like part of what did go through my mind when I thought about taking on a spouse was, just thinking like, okay, what if I have some of those problems that a lot of black men run into in their fifties? You know, they, it's like, we, we, people kind of feel that they, um, that as long as you exercise and you're still looking good, you know, you can be in your fifties and be as young as you were in your twenties or thirties. And that's just not true. You know, Kevin Samuels learned that the hard way, you know, um, when Kevin died, he died in, in what I thought, he died alone. He died in a nightmare scenario. He, His wife was nowhere to be found. There was no woman around that loved him. It was some lady he met 24 hours earlier, you know? And I, and so when I, when I hear Jamie and he mentions his, his sister and his daughter, um, I always said to myself again, but maybe I just got this from my dad. I always said, if I, if I'm in the hospital, I'm really laid up. I want to, I picture my wife running around fighting with the nurses saying make sure he takes his medication by two o'clock mm-hmm. or his 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 numbers are high y'all need to go look again you know like because when you're out like when you're incapacitated and it's a scary place for a man to be you know and i hope people can hear me on this you know because i know i get people get real mad when i talk about it but i i gotta say it you know i gotta be the one to say it you know when, when you are a man and i and I, I i don't think i'm a weak man i know i'm not a weak man um the idea of being like in a situation where you're completely vulnerable you can't even go to the bathroom. You can't. You're you're pet. You're knocked out. You're in a coma. You're 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 under anesthesia. 
you need to know you got people out there really fighting for you and protecting you. Now, now, Jamie, I'm not saying Jamie doesn't have that. I mean, he's Jamie Foxx, right? I'm sure he's got assistants and, and all that. But the, the, the thing that's interesting is it's like it, there's a difference between having people around you that love you versus having people around you that are just there because you're paying them. You know, and the minute that you're not the it guy anymore, you don't know what those people are going to do. And, and I, I know that that's part of my life. I know, I know I got people around me that are only around me because I can give them money, you know, because I've, I've paid them a lot of people. But I like to know I got people around me for reasons other than just the money. Well, in situations like this that test that relationship, mm-hmm. you think you know, but sometimes you don't know. And sometimes relationships have to be tested mm-hmm. so you know who's really there for you. And that's what Jamie Foxx went through. Yeah, he doesn't have a wife, but I'm hopeful. Maybe, maybe he has a newfound sense about himself. He's renewed, and maybe now that he has this direction, maybe now he will, that person will just come to him. What, what are you going to say? What are you the, looking at? The, Why are you looking at me like did that? Did he get married? No, he did. Remember him and Katie Holmes? What? The white lady? He did not. What? Something with Katie Holmes. Tell me, if uh-uh. I, am I making this up, y'all? I thought they oh, no. dated or married they, Katie Holmes or he something. He ain't going after no Katie Holmes. But he didn't thank Katie when he gave his little speech, so... Wait, wait, was this a long time ago? This is probably, this? This is probably like <laughs> 2002. <laughs> Boys, you are no good. But I remember Jamie Foxx and Katie. That's the only thing I remember, like as far as Jim and, you yeah. know, and, 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 you know, whereas you, you do have some of the guys like Samuel Jackson said his wife next to him for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they was crackheads together. That's, they were. That's true test. That test is, of love. You can awesome. be crackheads to accepting your Tony Award. That's beautiful. That's funny. And then That's true. And Denzel and his wife. Denzel think, and his Paul, wife. Pauletta, right? Pauletta is, they are like a rock. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Unbreakable. I feel like that Alicia Keys song, Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a discount Alicia Keys. I am. <laughs> it's a different type of Alicia. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, uh, I, I'll tell you, I, I think that also what's um, so as I, as I was watching this video, you could clearly see, you know, I, I saw him being the ultimate businessman and entertainer too in this video. You know, I, 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 I knew at some point in the video, he was going to push himself to make a joke and then to remind you of, of who he is. Right. And, and you notice that that's kind of the default. That's the fallback of celebrities when they go through something or when they have a controversy or whatever like so if you're a comedian and you get in a controversy you have to make a joke so the people people can be reminded of why they love you if you're a singer like when r kelly had his you know, his first weird thing incident where he was um something about a video or whatever with him and some girl uh i remember him doing an interview and saying just focus on my music focus on my music Right now, clearly, Jamie's situation is not an R. Kelly scenario, but it is the it is a crisis. It's a crisis, and if you notice in the video, Jamie says, "I want y'all to remember me for the jokes I crack, me partying, having fun, uh, my the movies I make, the songs yeah. I write." Like he mentioned <clears throat> specifically the jokes, the movies, and the songs, and that was him kind of saying, "Okay, I got I want to stay on brand so that I can really make sure I maintain this public perception that I have." I don't want you to see me. I don't want you to remember me as the guy who, you know, is in the hospital with tubes in his nose. I want you to remember me as the guy who plays Wanda. That's why I did the, you know, I, I'm gonna... Oh, I know. I hope he doesn't go back to Wanda. Well, not Wanda. Come on. Well, he did the cross-eyed thing. That's That was Wanda. That was funny, though. That was totally Wanda. Hopefully that will stay in the old Jamie scenario. <laughs> He's not going to do Wanda going for it. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, that was a long time ago, Wanda. Brutus says, what's up, Dr. Ballstill voice? You got that morning retainer voice? <laughs> That's true. This really is our morning voice. We really are. We really are laying in the bed. Look at you all groggy. Uh, <laughs> I partied too hard last dude, night. That was my, my fault. I'm groggy because of that. Oh, well, you came in all giggly and stuff. I was giggly, but yeah, but yeah, and there, and there are some rumors. Uh, one of the rumors was that he got the jab. Can mm. you say the jab online? So he got the jab, and that's yeah. what sent him over. And that's possible, I suppose. You know, but guess what? Guess what? It ain't working. It ain't working. What ain't working? The jab or the rumor? The side effects of the 
jab in terms of keeping you down. It didn't work. He came back up. We he overcame. But, that's but that's the beauty of black people. But we don't know if he's 100% though. He could be like 70%. And just he regular. said he got his feet under under him. His legs are under Remember, him. It took him three weeks to make a third 45 second video. Yeah, but you know what? He still got, he's back. And the thing is, is that that's the story of black people. That's the story of us. Look mm -hmm. at all the things that were supposed to take us out. And we still here. Mm -hmm. We still here. Slavery didn't take us all out. Um, oh my God, Jim Crow didn't take us all out. <laughs> uh, the world lynching, mass incarceration. I'm, I'm just starting from the beginning. The we can, I can keep the middle passage didn't take us out. All this stuff didn't take us out. We like the roaches of the world. We're like big golden roaches. We don't die, we multiply. And when you try to stamp us out, we're just going to come back stronger and better. That's and you're going to be looking at us like, wow, how'd they do that? Well, you turned us into superheroes. We're the superheroes. Right We're the Marvel. Right on. <laughs> we don't die. <laughs> we just get stronger and multiply. We multiply. That's who we are. It ain't working. That's funny. The crack era. Look at the crack era. It ain't <laughs> work. <laughs> those crack babies. They tried to say those crack babies were going to be over and done for. That ain't work. Right on. They were stronger well, and better. Everybody, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. And uh, Pillow Talk is a show where we uh, get together against our pillows and just have conversations about things happening in the black community. Hopefully they end up being intelligent conversations. I think they, I think they, what I said was pretty they intelligent. Are, you, you, it is. You, yeah. I can see by the way you're looking at me, you don't agree with me. No, but disagree. that's fine. I don't disagree. I'm okay with you disagreeing. Stop reading into my look. I'm just looking at you. I think you're cute. <laughs> I think I just, I look at you because you're pretty. But anyway, um, <laughs> if you could do us a favor, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, uh, subscribe. Uh, also, Dr. Alicia sees clients on a regular, on an individual and collective basis, uh, groups and individuals. So if you'd like to learn more about what she does, you can visit coachingwithdralicia.com. And uh, also. Uh, and, and talk to me about how you've overcome. Yes, absolutely. And I, I, I feel like, you know what I feel like? I feel like I'm guiding people through fr to freedom. You're enslaved. You think you can't make it. And I'm just going to be the one, the caveat, I'm going to be the one that's going to send you through like the Underground Railroad to freedom. But it ain't physical. It's all in your mind. Mm. Okay. And that's what I do. All right. Uh, so you're the therapist, Harriet Tubman. I'm all right. The therapist so let me, Harriet let me finish. Let me, Ooh, that's let me, good. Well, let me finish telling everybody. Um, my website is voicewalkers.com, by the way. And if you uh, were looking for me on Instagram, I got to give everybody my new Instagram because my Instagram is it was dis was disappeared last week. Um, but anyway, don't worry about. It. I'll give it to you later. All right. So uh, one of the things I want to do is answer some of the questions. Uh, first of all, Doctor Vibe is here. Good to see you, Doctor Vibe. My brother, uh, he's out. He's actually in Toronto. I see R.J. McKenzie's in uh, not far from Toronto. That's good. There's a lot of great black people in Canada. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, let's see here. Uh, tomorrow morning from Chicago O'Hare says Linus Den. I'm not sure. Cancun, here we come. Oh, Cancun, nice. Okay. Go, Be careful. Did we go, did we go to Cancun during the pandemic? Wait, it wasn't Cancun. It was some. Somewhere, I mean, we, we go so many places. I had to write them all down to keep them all straight. Yeah, I don't remember. It's don't really know. hard. No, we went to it, wasn't no, it was Cancun. That's where we went. What was it? We did go to yeah, Cancun. I thought we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let me see oh, here. I'm, I look at some of your other questions here. Um, hey, Melvin, how are you? Uh, be one to you too. Uh, the Momalis, uh, no Moma says his head was shaped with totally different. Okay, interesting. Uh, hmm, I don't know. I don't maybe, know. He, maybe he was cloned. <laughs> okay, let's see. Rico asked, how is the Tulsa real estate fund going? Oh, that's a, that's off the topic, but can you give an update for the brothers and sisters? You know, I wish I could. I don't even know. I don't really follow the Tulsa fund. I know I invested in it, and um, I'm glad I did because I love the Black House. If you haven't been to the Black House in Atlanta, you should go visit the Black House. It's, it's an amazing building, and um, and so I'm really proud of that. But in terms of, you know, going to their shareholder meetings, uh, I think they meet regularly with people that are that are that have invested. I've been invited to the meetings. I just don't go, to be honest with you, because I got a lot of work to do. But uh, but if you're an investor and you want to know about the Tulsa Fund, look into that. And I hope others will invest in other black owned ventures, because 
you know, because, you know, we, we have to invest in each other on some level and not sort of allow, you know, one, if, if an investment goes bad or something like that, not let that keep us from investing with other black people. Um, cause you don't do that to white people. You don't cut white people off. Y'all, y'all, y'all in love with white people y'all, for, for, forever. They could, they could mess up, mess you over, steal your money. <laughs> we'll keep on coming back. Uh, all right. So let's see here. Uh, someone says his, he said his legs are back. So get jiggy with it. Says his legs are back. Yeah. Makes no sense. He was out and about last week, ball headed and dark skin. Yeah. Remember when they were running around saying that he, he was playing pickleball? And I was like, that is such a, con- a contrived statement, you know? I mean, oh, like, wow. like, like really. And, and then you find out that, you know, it was a bit, it was stated for business reasons because he has some endorsement with pickleball the where they're trying to popularize the sport. So I'm like, that is so random that, that I think that killed the credibility where you're like, okay, yeah, he was out playing pickleball last week. And no pictures, no video, no nothing. Jamie Foxx sightings. Right. No no video <laughs> or anything of him playing pickleball. And then you just casually mention pickleball. Like, you could have said he's at home recovering fine, but you mentioned pickleball. And then I think they mentioned something about his movie. And the thing is, pickleball. I saw the, uh, I saw the trailer to the movie. I'm going to go see it. Which, is it the one who called it? Which one is it? I can't remember. I can't remember. You know, I can't remember bad with names. I can't remember, but I saw the trailer. Well, there was some movie called Who Cloned Tyrone? It was on Netflix. That's where the cloning rumors came from. Oh, let's watch that. Isn't it weird how people will literally take the title of a movie you know, black people, we do and that turn that into stuff. a rumor? We do, and we got to stop it because it's stupid. We do need to stop. We got to stop it. It's tacky as hell. It's crazy. But you know what? It's like porch talk. Like, I remember, like, growing up, we would, like, sit on the front porch and just sit and just, like, I know we came up with a whole lot of rumors. We probably just manufactured things about people, you know, just sitting mm. on the front porch talking shit. Oh, don't I know? Don't I know? That was I, it was fun. You forget though. I, I've been on. I've been, I've been hanging on the internet for over a decade. I, <laughs> I have seen people make things up out of thin air. Like when we got married, people just made things up, and then they would do whole videos about I think it's it funny, and get, get a hundred thousand views. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, ignorance is funny. Ignorance, stupidity is is very entertaining to watch. Um, anyway, so uh, so back to Jamie. Like, do you think that he'll ever come back to normal? And no, I don't think he should go back to his normal. He's okay. got to create a new normal for himself. And um, this sort of thing, it kind of it really wakes you up. You know, you pay closer attention to your diet. You appreciate life more. You appreciate the people around you who were there for you when you needed them. Um, I, I'm I'm curious to see. Write some music, sing some songs. Let it be reflective of your experience. We all in this journey of life, and we go through ups and downs. Remember, I talked about how pain, pain. You can't choose the fact that you one day will be in pain, but you have a choice in how you're going to suffer from it. That's mm. the only thing that you can control in your life. Mm. And um, I think he's going to turn this painful experience into something great. And that's the point for all of us in life. That's what I do with my clients. Well, I'm the Harriet Tubman of pain. <laughs> I will lift you out of the pain. I like well, this Harriet Tubman. Well, one thing about thing. okay, Harriet. <laughs> well, one thing about about that though, you are right. Is that you know, right now we live in an era, and it's always been this way, I imagine, where attention is a commodity. So, you know, while Jamie is kind of undergoing his health issues and stuff like that. There's somebody in his camp that's sitting here thinking, okay, this is a chance for us to make a, a gigantic bag of money. It's an opportunity, yes. Yeah, yeah, so let's play this right. And Because if you remember when Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith, you know, his business people were saying the same thing. They said, okay, we can negotiate, you know, a 50 to $100 million deal with Netflix now because we've got all this attention. So yeah. they, were, they were very strategic about how long it took them to even make a statement. You know, Chris took his time. You know, he had to go back and, I guess, cry for a while and feel sad that he got punched in the face or slapped on TV. But he knew that this was going to be a payoff in the tens of millions of dollars for him. So I, I wonder if Jamie's people are kind of thinking the same thing, you know, just sitting back and saying, OK, this is something where we've, we've gained the sympathy of the public. We can show up to the to the Academy Awards. And he's going to get a standing ovation. Standing ovation, right. Oh, my God. He's going to renew the faith in black people. Because remember when Chris Rock. They ain't never had no faith in black people. But the thing, now it's not about white people. It's about us. For us to see Will Smith go down like that, it is psychologically and self, 
um, subconsciously brought the black man down. So with Jamie Foxx going through this, if he comes to the Oscars and we're all standing and applauding for him, subconsciously that's going to rise up black men. Mm. It's all subconscious. Mm. Okay. And the thing is, is that that's beautiful because there is no lose. Mm. That's how you got to look at the pain in your life. You go through something painful, it's not a lose to it. It's always an opportunity. That's true. That's how all of us need to, <clears throat> all of the challenges that we're having right now, that's what we need to see it as. Okay, this is inevitable. You cannot stop it. You can't stop the fact that someone can come up to you and smack you in the face. But you we do have control over what you do with it. Mm. Okay, okay, I'm with it. I a guess. setback is not really a setback. Sometimes it's a realignment. Okay, Harriet Tubman. Thank you. I like the Harriet Tubman. I'm with it, girl. I'm that... self-proclaimed Harriet Tubman of your mind. I'm going to free your mind. Free your mind. And your ass will follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I followed your ass. When I <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, all right. So, by the way, everybody, you listen to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. And I want to remind everybody, uh, if you talk about freeing your mind and liberation, uh, we have, we're going to make black history in uh october uh the all-black national convention is the leading gathering of bl intelligent black people from around the world uh we are going to we gather over 40 experts uh that are going to meet in atlanta october 20th through the 22nd to really solve problems in our community but to also have fun the convention is so much fun we have the b1 ball the gala everybody loves that there is uh lots of networking and connection and also the reason we're making Black History this year at the convention is because the Black Doctoral Network is having their convention in the same building at the same time. So I spoke to the president of the Black Doctoral Network, Dr. Maurice Green, and I said, why don't you bring your intelligent Black people together with my with our intelligent Black people? What? And let's just sit around and think about we're problems, think solving fest. problems. We're going to have a think fest, yes. This is Black History in the making. Y'all want to be yeah. part of that. Think about how, how often do you have like well over a hundred or two or three hundred black people who are highly educated all getting together in the name of blackness. That what? I haven't seen that. Right. And and guess what? We're not selected by white folks. Yes, who are not <laughs> brought to you by McDonald's. You know, like we wanna we wanna thank our sponsors, uh uh, uh Kentucky Fried Chicken and, and Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> Walmart must like any any black thing that is sanctioned, Walmart is always a part of. Like Walmart is becoming part of black culture, which is terrible because Walmart really stamped out a lot of black owned business when they came in town. Yeah, they did. They, they really did. killed it. They did. Well, you know, they, I mean the corporations, <laughs> you know, we 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 it's a it's a it's a short term fix when corporations come along and like they'll sponsor a black radio station and we think that's a good thing. The problem, though, is that people don't understand that money is power and they don't write them checks for nothing. White folks did not get all this money by just other. They, they got a lot of it by robbing and stealing, but they don't keep all their money by giving it away for nothing. What they do is when they when they give you that money, <clears throat> they're buying some type of influence over you. This is why we don't accept those major corporations and sponsors for the convention. We let black owned businesses, you know, become vendors or whatever, but nobody can come in and tell us what to say, what to do, who to invite any of that. That's extremely important. Brought to you by Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if, and unfortunately you go to most black, most gatherings of black people are paid for by white people. Mm -hmm. And what black people don't understand is that, is that this is one of the reasons why real problems don't get solved. Because they, because what they do is they limit the range of conversations you can have. So, for example, one real example right now, a lot of y'all, how many of y'all, give me a yes or no, give me a yes or no, how many of y'all thought, wondered for a second, if Jamie Foxx getting that shot could have played some role in what happened with him? How many of y'all just even wondered it? I'm not me, saying... I wondered. Right, you wondered, I wondered, <laughs> people in here wondered, right? Again, I'm not saying that this is true or not. I'm not saying it's true. But, but the thing is, I have seen, I have seen some data. I have had close friends that went through stuff mm -hmm. and the media won't talk about it. That's crazy. They won't even, they, they're not even, they're not even allowed to investigate. They're not even allowed to hear from Harvard educated scientists who say, you know, there might be a connection here. Young men, cardiovascular issues. You know, so, so I'm not, you know, again, I'm not here to feed y'all any 
ideas that you need to sort of embrace. I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm just saying that you should be allowed to have all the conversations necessary to get to the solution. This is mathematic. This is mathematics speak, by the way. It is in, mathematics. In, in mathematics, you know, we have we would do equations and they would have multi they would have so many equations, so many unknowns. And then you would have what are called constraints. And here's what would happen. The more you put constraints on how you solve a problem, the more suboptimal your solution will become. Mm-hmm. Do you follow? Does that That's make right. sense? Because it Y'all doesn't get... apply. There's so many caveats. Yeah. In my world, we call it caveats. Like yeah. you can't say something is black and white. You can't say one thing causes another. It's multi. Right. Factorial, right? Multifactorial analysis. Mm-hmm. Multifactorial. <laughs> it's and, and, it's and, more than one. So, right. yeah. Go yeah. ahead. So if you want to find the best solution, you have to be able to consider all the possibilities. Yeah. And the fact that there are places where, like if I went to um, the Congressional Black Caucus Convention, whatever it is, it, it was fun. Don't is that a thing? I had a good time. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the CBC something. I forgot because I know a lot of black people go to that and I have no nothing against them. But if I went up on stage and invited a guest who even speculated on the possibility that that jab might have these ugly side effects. Oh, they they would not even allow that person on the stage. No. And you if know. you happen to wiggle your way up there, oh, your mic is off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And and what I was really happy about is we had uh, a couple of years ago, we had panelists, uh, two of whom, Dr. Christina Parks and Riza Islam, yes. who are both against the jab. And then we had panelists, medical doctors who were in favor of it. Yeah. And I like that. I was like, I want to hear all the information so I can make the best decision for my family. If you say, well, don't you worry about that. I, we we going to make the decision for you. We we know what's best for you. You you be a big dummy. I, I don't trust people who act like that. And when they were blocking people from information that we know is dangerous for society and really dangerous for black people. So don't ever mm-hmm. let anybody tell you what to think. Not even us. Not even yeah, us. check it for yourself. Everything that I've said, you go find out for yourself. Yeah, question everything. I'll give you references. Ask Absolutely. me for references. I got references exactly. up your butt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not trying to be the black Fauci up in here. We're not here to tell you what to the do. The black Fauci. That's right. The black, that sounds like a Fauci rapper. might be in trouble. Aren't they going after him? Uh, I think, I, that's to the what public. they said, but I got to look it up. We'll see what's going to happen. But let's, but let's say Can it. we say but, the F word on Fauci or can we say his word? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Now we all should. No, let's not let's not talk about it too much because they already took down my Instagram. I, I we four, got we got YouTube. Now. I, I have four hundred thirty thousand followers on Instagram. They just disappeared my whole Instagram page and, and didn't give me any explanation. But fortunately, we always have a plan B. So anybody who wants to follow me on social media, just uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can go to Doctor Boy's Finance. It's a much smaller page. Uh, which is fine with me, and it gives us a chance to have more intimate conversations anyway. So that's it, what I'm saying. Ain't never a lose. Right. No one could ever do anything awful to you. Right. At least the bots got killed off because I had a lot of those up in there. I feel, I feel like on my page, most of the followers are bots. They could be. Let's say it. I want real people. That's probably true. I want real people following me. Yeah. So. Oh, so by the way, before I forget, um, if you want to join us October 20th to the 22nd at the All Black National Convention, just go to allblacknationalconvention.com. If you have a black-owned business and you want to be a vendor, uh, you can also be a vendor. If you want to be a sponsor, uh, we will consider you for sponsorship. We reserve the right to reject any sponsor, though. So, you know, you don't come in here with no crazy, weird, scammy products uh, or products that don't fit the mission of the All Black National Convention. Uh, we're not racist. We don't block anybody out. But we do exist for the benefit of the black community. We are the black think tank. We are the um, the gathering of intelligent black people, and so um, so if you'd like to join us, uh, feel free to do that. All right, so let's let's get back into Jamie. Let's let's think about some parting thoughts we'd like to you know sort of express. Uh, first off, I want to say that I, I like this guy a lot. I like Jamie Fox, you know, and I, I really uh, hate what happened to him. Um, I think that maybe one thing I would hope that younger black men would carry away from this is to know that you're not going to be young forever. You know, you might be eating your Wheaties and working out and, and maintaining your youth and vitality, but health problems can can pop up at any time. For black men, a lot of them pop up, you know, late 40s, early 50s, uh, maybe mid to late 50s, depending on how, what, how rough your life was. You know, a lot of young guys live a rough life, you know, lots of smoking and drinking and, 
and hoeing and and eating bad and, and you know and, and a lot of them you know end up dead before 50 right so um i would say that you have to plan for each stage of your life so i would encourage you number one take care of your health exercise and eat right and all that but i'm sure jamie was doing all that uh and then number two you know think about all the scenarios of your life you know what happens if i go down like who who if the doctor says you know let, let me just say i'm gonna say, i'm gonna tell it i'm gonna tell this in the story i hope you will allow me the grace to share this um and then i'm gonna be quiet because i want my wife to talk um i knew a person who um who, whose aunt was a really famous woman if i said her name you would know who she is she was very well known and one thing that my friend told me was that um that she was listening to her aunt and who had accomplished all these things, written a bunch of books, you know, sold millions of copies of her books was and made millions of dollars. And she went to the hospital and, and when it was time for her to come home and, and she's filling out the forms, they said, well, which person do we call, you know, in case of an emergency? And she said, I didn't have anybody to put on the list that was really close enough that I really knew cared about me enough that they would drop everything to come and be with me at the hospital. And then when I needed a ride home from the hospital, I had to take an Uber. She said she had to take an Uber home from the hospital because she had nobody to pick her up from the hospital. Cause you know, when you go under anesthesia and all that, they don't let you drive yourself home, you know? And so I would encourage everybody to kind of think about stories like that. And I, I can say for myself, I, I thought about that. You know, that's why I love having family. That's why I love investing in people. And I, I and, and I know I know I had some guys kind of kind of, you know, give me a hard time about the fact that I was ha so so happy to um, to spend time with, with, with your children. You know, they have a great dad and and I was glad to be the bonus dad. I was honored by that because I, I know that when you invest in people, hopefully they'll be around for you when you need them. So um, I just encourage you to think about all those things. Don't just think about things, the simple stuff like how much money you have or how famous you are, or or even how high you climb the corporate ladder. Because I'm telling you, when you on that bridge between life and death, all that stuff really goes out the window. None of that stuff matters. It, it, it doesn't matter at all. So what do, you, what do you think, babe? I got two things I want to say. Number one, not having somebody close to you when you need them in those situations, that's a trauma response. Mm. You know, a lot of times, People want someone close to them, but they're afraid to do it because they've been in pain. Mm. So as the Harriet Tubman of your mind, <laughs> as a therapist, I think the big takeaway is that you. I think everybody should be inspired by the story by Jamie Foxx. I mean, he was he said I had ups and downs and now I got my feet planted firmly underneath me. And I think that's how we need to look at all of the challenges in our life. Mm. Yeah, I think Man. it's a great story. Wow, that was, that was um that that was I encourage everybody to think about what she just said right there. That you know, sometimes you want people close to you, but it's hard to have them close to you and your it might be your trauma talking. And um you know, and I know you you're a certified trauma professional. And I I think that I think that we don't talk enough about how trauma affects the way we form relationships. You know, mm -hmm. I, I I really I encourage you to think about it, and maybe I'm being selfish because I, because it makes me think about it. I know I was traumatized, and I know that, um, you know, I I I don't I don't talk about I, this is not something I would normally talk about, but that was one of the things that I um, struggled with to this day. You know, I mm -hmm. I went to Houston, and I was I hung out with Willie D, my my buddy, and uh, and Willie and I were talking, and I said. I said, it's weird that I come to Houston and you're like the only friend I feel like I have in Houston. But that's not true because <laughs> I can walk down the street and people recognize me on the street. Well, that's parasocial. That's not what someone did that. You know parasocial. Tell me no. I don't give it define that for me. It's just the people who know things about you, but that don't mean that they know you. Like I know you because we're married and we do more than just pillow talk. We do all other sorts of things. So right. it's a different level of knowledge about somebody. But I'm talking about real deep, intimate relationships. Yeah, but you would have think you would think that at some point with all the people that know me in, in just Houston, and I could say it's about a hundred cities where I go yeah. places and people will see recognize me. You would think I would have formed some relationships. Like like oh, I like if you I see, see what you yeah, mean. like if you see really 
you know, people that are known at that at, 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 at you know any level like that, they they usually if you name a city, they can name a bunch of people that they know in that city, or a bunch of people that they have a connection to. Not really. And, and what I well, I, I'll just say who this. Who told you that? Who told you that every city you go to that you have to know somebody? Deeply. Well, it's not about having. Where did you get that from? Um, it's about well, I got it from the fact that it's beneficial to know people when you go places. Well, you know, like like when I when I for maybe. example for example when I do go to Houston and I hang out with Willie, it's fun because Willie knows people. Willie call I you know somebody who uh, you know a dentist. I I got a toothache. Oh yeah, my my homeboy. He's a dentist over on the on the on the south side. You know, like that kind of thing. Oh, right? I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I realized over time yeah. it was that was my trauma response that yeah. I spent so much time on what like committed to what I do, yeah. and and doing it to the best of my ability. That there were times where I was like, okay, I need to have more relationships, more direct relationships. But then what would happen is it would become very overwhelming. You know, yeah. because relationships require investment. You have to keep on pouring into people. You know, so it became tough. I, I had that balance where it was like, I need to pick the relationships that I got to pour into, starting with like you and the kids. But then I've got these outside relationships with people where I've been like, oh, yeah, this person will be a cool friend. Every person I meet, every person I meet this B1, like I meet them at the airport, I'll meet like the most interesting people. Like people that are doctors and lawyers and construction workers and scientists and and I'm like, wow, I would like to be friends with this person. Yeah. And yeah. they want and a lot of them want to be my friend. You know, they're like, yeah, Dr. Boyce, you know. But then but then what what happens is when you get in this flood of text messages from people where you it's time to pour into those relationships. You can never do it. Yeah, so yeah, you have yeah, to be you, realistic too. Yeah, you're kinda like, I got so much work to do. It's but then, but then here's the other piece of it that that you know that I'm hesitant to talk about. Is that sometimes you have a fear of getting hurt? You think you constantly you have to be you know you, you have a little paranoia like who am I letting into my life that where I might be letting a snake into the garden? Yeah, and that's also a trauma response in a way because you don't trust yourself. Mm. You know, a lot of people because you have to have the environment to mirror back to you. Mm, okay. You know, you have to have an, an environment to really. To, to let you know exactly who and what you are. And that's how you form relationships around who and what you are. And it takes time and effort. And, and yeah, because like, I love the fact that in my community, I'm in the run club, I'm doing all this fun stuff and I have friends. So I have deep roots in this area, in Gary and Chicago and where we live. I have deep roots in those areas because those are the, that's my home. That's home to me. Well, Deep you know, roots in those places. Well, I hear you. And, and you know what's so funny? What? I just saw the SEO queen in the chat. Which Who's are, SEO? Which, it's a sister who, um, she's, uh, say your name in the chat, uh, Miss SEO queen. I, I don't have your name in front of me, but I, I'm supposed to speak at her event very soon. So uh, I, I better actually. No, it's this afternoon. That's right. It's this afternoon. And um, are you your, starting to get worried? Like you, you didn't. Well, well, I, I have a, I keep, you know, I, a lot of times I don't schedule things on the weekends, but I was very happy. Z Scott, that's right, Z Scott, and I, um, I met Z. She was, she really impressed me. She's super smart. She went to MIT. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, super, super smart. And um, and everybody should follow the SEO queen. She's she's right here in the chat, and uh, she invited me to speak at her conference she's having today. And you can mention the name of your conference so everybody can look and see if they'd like to attend. Uh, it's a virtual conference, so you can attend from anywhere. And uh, and I was just, I was like, and she invited me to speak, and I was so impressed with with her presentation and just all that. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. So yeah, so you know, and, and that's the interesting thing. We have so many smart black people that nobody knows about, you know. <laughs> and and that's what I feel like. You feel like you're the Harry Tubman of the mind. I am. I feel like I'm the Harry. I, I I'm one of the Harry Tubmans of intelligent black people. Like I want to liberate y'all from like being left behind and ignored <laughs> and and oblivious. Now, really, the rappers yeah. get all the attention. You know, seriously, does anybody else feel this way? Like, like ignorant black people, they'll be all up, you know, getting all the headlines on the shade room. Overly sexualized black o- folks. Over, like the, the, the twerkers and the, you know, just just people that, you know, don't always represent the best of us. You know, the diversity. You know, like people like Dr. Vibe. Like, everybody should know about people like Dr. Vibe. Dr. Really Vibe should. is, he's trying to do good work for, for black people. Why would you glorify somebody who's destroying you over somebody who wants to elevate you unless you are that mentally ill? Yeah, it is a mental illness. And I think a big groups of people, systems can be mentally ill. 
Yes, yes. And they are. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. I really, I really kind of want us to just sort of be conscious about that. So yeah, whenever I see somebody that's that's you know that's that's on our team that's trying to do something good, I'm like, yeah, I I was fortunate enough to be able to create a, a decent platform. Mm -hmm. So my thought is like, how do I help expose some of that so that people can see the great things that we're doing. Oh, and Sunday, I'm going to be meeting with Dr. Tachi, Dr. Vibe, and me, Dr. Alicia. We're going to have a talk about affirmative action what? on Sunday. Sunday but night, nice, yeah. Nice, Yeah, I gotta, I'm going to share it on my Instagram. That's what I'm talking about. All right. That'll be fun. So, by the way, everybody, um, you're watching <laughs> Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Dr. Alicia's website, uh, she sees clients on the individual and uh, also family basis. You can go to coachingwithdralicia.com. Uh, that's coachingwithdralicia.com. She's also doing a healing and wellness conference. It's virtual. So anybody who wants to join, it's going to be early August. Uh, if you'd like to take a look, just go to uh, dralishawellness.com. You can learn about her conference at dralishawellness.com. And uh, also, if you would like to receive text messages from Dr. Alicia with lots of free stuff that will help you in your journey to overcome trauma and, and to heal and improve yourself, uh, just text the word wellness to 31996. Text wellness to 31996, and uh, we can remain connected in a way that goes beyond just social media. All right. So, um, <laughs> let's see here so anyway all right so what do, are you looking at something i was looking at some of the comments but actually i'm i'd realized i was hungry and the, the breakfast, yeah we need to eat and breakfast we need may to... be closing so we gotta run we got things to do bye everybody so we love you guys thank you all for hanging out with us god bless you and um and we hope you'll come to the all black national convention it's going to be awesome it's going to be october 20th through the 22nd in atlanta uh, the biggest gathering on earth of intelligent black people that you'll ever find. And it's going to be a lot of fun, too. So uh, if you're interested in joining us at the convention this year, just go to allblacknationalconvention.com. That's allblacknationalconvention.com. It's going to be at the Marriott Marquis Hotel. And uh, this year, it, we're going to make black history because the Black Doctoral Network will be there, uh, the largest organization of black PhDs in the country. So we're literally going to have one of the largest gatherings of educated and intelligent black people in history. And the focus will be on solving problems in our community. No corporate sponsors, no uh, Democrat, Republican nonsense, just blackness and figuring out how can we make our families better, our individuals better, and our communities better. That is how we solve our problem. We need our specialists to focus on us. That's it, period. So God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will see you soon, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Take care now. Peace. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, my stomach is growling, by the way.